Welcome to Baringa's Climate and Sustainability Trailblazers podcast with me, Emily Farmond. Today, we're talking about the importance of purpose, from setting a North Star for a company through to supporting customer and employee retention. Purpose plays a critical role. Having put purpose at the heart of Baringa's business many years ago, we are passionate about this topic. And I'm delighted to be joined today by Dee Corrigan from A Blueprint for Better Business and Sally Gray from Baringa. Welcome both and thank you for joining me. Dee, could you tell us a little bit more about the purposeful work that you do and what this means for you both personally and professionally? Thank you, Emily, and thank you, Sally, for having me here today to talk about my work. Um, so I work for a charity, as you mentioned, the Blueprint for Better Business, and our purpose is to help create a better society through better business. And I lead in our engagement with large businesses and what that means for them as an organization and the transformation journey that they go on. Um, I think I ended up working in this area, not by design, but more um, stumbling into it because of a deep and insatiable curiosity that I have to try and understand how the world could work a little bit better um, and what my role through my career is in that. You know, I think I started to ask questions of what my job is. Uh, I used to work in business and marketing communications, but I started to ask bigger and deeper questions as to what the role of businesses in society when things started to concern me a little bit. So, for example, Brexit, Grenfell Tower, um, a greater awareness of the impact of climate change and the role that businesses and the way in which businesses operate contribute to that um, and then that was also coupled with a growing awareness, um, I guess a growing discomfort um, about my own career managing a team. Um, always, I guess that pressure to always do more with less and the impact that had on me as a manager, but also on my team. Um, I was getting some coaching, um, which was, I guess, getting me to ask broader questions about what really matters to me rather than what I might be conditioned to think success is. Um, and so during that time, I took a little bit of a break just to try and get a little bit of context when traveling, came back, decided to retrain as a coach, not necessarily to do coaching, but I could see how the practice of coaching could be helpful no matter where I went next in my career, um, not least if I was managing a team again. And then at that time, the role of Blueprint came up um, and they were looking for someone with corporate experience but also that understood what the coaching approach could bring um, in helping to delve deeper into some of these questions. And so, yeah, as I said, it was a little bit more of a stumble into this role at, um, at Blueprint, um, but I'm very glad that all of these things kind of came together. Um, and it does, it means, it means a huge amount to me. I don't think I can disconnect what I do in my job from how I want to live my life and, and the things that I want to see in the world. Um, and so that cognitive dissonance, I think that was there for me previously. I wasn't happy just to sit with that. I wanted to find in some way through my work in resolving that. That's a fantastic and fascinating journey, Dee. Thanks for sharing that with us. And, and it feels like there's a lot of parallels, I know, to kind of how I wanted to change my life and, and kind of how I got to where I am today. Uh, I think there are many people and many people who listen to this podcast who probably feel that they're in a similar position. Um, Sally, can I just come to you and just ask you the same question that I asked thee, just around purpose and what that means to you both personally and professionally? 
Yeah, yeah, very many uh, echoes, I think. This connection of perspective and uh, purpose, I think, is very strong. And my curiosity was uh, kicked off around 2008. The global financial crisis had kicked off. I was working with um, financial services organisations, and I was struck by the fact that it felt like no one was asking about the elephant in the room, about what was the role of financial services and, and what was their wide responsibility in society. A number of years later has brought me here to work both understanding my own purpose, how I can help organisations change, but also working with organisations to look at why they are here and how they can take a broader perspective and, and take the blinkers off, if you like, and ask a wider set of questions about uh, what they're in service of. That's great. Thanks for sharing that, Sally. Um, and if I could actually come back to you, Dee, and ask probably what's a really, really important question. People are going to have lots of different points of view in terms of what is purpose, how do you get it, and why is it important? Um, how do you kind of define purpose and think about it? Yeah, I think this is hugely important and um, probably one of the key learnings from my work. I've been working with Blueprint for about three and a half years. And I think a lot of people, a lot of companies are going on this purpose journey without actually first asking the question, how do we define this for ourselves and our organization? And that's part of the work that we do is to provide that perspective to be able to surface what assumptions might be happening in the room um, where there might be some disagreements, different perspectives, um, but to have a healthy dialogue. And, you know, for me to I give the view as to what Blueprint's perspective is on purpose, I think it's helpful to maybe just give a little bit of historical context so the charity um, initially was, uh, you know, before it was even formed, was um, a group of people just coming together to ask questions about, you know, what happened after the financial crisis. And, you know, through a series of roundtables, they started to surface that a lot of the assumptions in which businesses were running off of were actually just assumptions or ideologies. And actually, there could be different ways of thinking about business. So the two that they kind of narrowed in on um, was, one, the assumption that the role of business is to drive profits, to deliver um, shareholder returns, the Milton Friedman, I guess, perspective, and a short summary of it. It's a bit broader than that. But so the idea that the only role of business is to drive profit. And then the other idea, coupled with that, I think where companies maybe haven't been exploring this enough. But the other idea is that for uh, the reasons for work, people are assumed to be motivated by money, status and power. So this kind of utility maximizing perspective of people. And then you put those two ideas together. And the thinking is you apply capital to that and you get, you know, you get maximum allocation of capital, essentially. Mm -hmm. So that's the way in a very simple way that businesses were operating probably since the 1970s, 80s, um, large businesses. And so then the idea is, well, if this is just an ideology, it's not kind of a rule of physics, a rule of law, then what are other ideas? Mm. And that's where the blueprint perspective on what it means for your purpose at organization came from. Our view is that the role of business is to deliver value by serving society. So that's creating products that are truly um, effective and have an impact, but also services that truly serve. So that's essentially the role of business and society. But coupled with that is also to say, what do we think about human motivation? And it's not to say that we don't think that people aren't self-interested and don't care about mm. profit and like their own power and status. 
but that that's not the only thing and that actually culture can largely condition us to think about what's successful and that if you really look and you kind of look at various kind of philosophies and schools of thought around human motivation um you know relationships matter to us we're social animals um we want to you know for the large part want to have some meaning in our work and we want to be able to say what we've done what impact that we've had and that we care we care about people so you know it was just to say that we haven't magically happened to upon like this definition of human motivation but it's definitely to question the limited perspective of human motivation that has so been so deeply embedded in organizations so yeah, so that so for blueprint, the kind of two key things is the role of business to deliver value by serving society, the common good, and that people can be motivated by much more than money, status, and power. And coupled with that is to treat people with dignity. So treating people as someone, not as something, not using people as a means to making profit. That's our perspective on what it means to be purpose-led organization. That is encapsulated in what we call our framework and five principles um, of a purpose-driven organization. Just to add to that, you talked about impact, you talked about meaning, um, really on a kind of a personal and individual level. In terms of what you think is most important for organisations when thinking about having purpose, is it about the individuals within their organisations, their customers? What is the most important part from your point of view? I mean, we've got blueprints, uh, five principles of a purpose driven organization that talks about customers and suppliers, employees, future generations, the broader community, so the citizenship and shareholders as well as part of that. I don't know if you can prioritize any one group within that. I think there may be decisions that you're making in which the impact on one group is outsized, has an outsized impact than other groups. And I think you have to think about that carefully. But when you start to think about business in this you move from, I guess, the transactional nature of business to seeing business through a relational lens and that the value that you're creating as an organization is often through the quality of those relationships. So you see business as a relational organization, not as a transactional organization. Thank you. That's great. Sally, is there anything you wanted to add? Oh, yeah, I was just reflecting on Dee's comments there. And obviously what sprang to mind was kind of our more recent uh, focus on stakeholder capitalism. And now to your, exactly to your point, D, that we are now looking beyond the shareholder to a much wider you know, set of stakeholders. And I think it's interesting how we now are at a time where we are not just looking at the employees and um uh, shareholders as well, but beyond that into communities. And I love your connection around future generations, future generations being a clear stakeholder in all of this. We'll come on to the balance between profit and purpose in a moment. I've read some really interesting articles today, actually, about stakeholder capitalism, particularly in the light of Sainsbury's and the um, living wage uh, discussion that's going on at the moment with Sainsbury's. And I was struck how there's still work to do in us landing this wider stakeholder you know, value uh, and connectivity and the fact that organisations don't exist in silos, they are one node in a much wider ecosystem and we rely on each other in an interconnected way. And I was just wondering whether you had any reflections on sort of stakeholder capitalism and where we are at the moment in from a stakeholder capitalism perspective. 
as I kind of said at the start, I think a key part of what we need to do within organizations and more broadly is to take time to understand these various phrases. And it's not to say that one definition is better than another, but that if you're working together as a group, as an organization, that you have your interpretation of that. I think there's potential limitations around stakeholder capitalism and enlightened shareholder value in that it's, it has a potential, depending on the definition and the understanding of it, to still see that the role of business is to maximize profit and that those stakeholders, while you're enlightened in the way that you treat them, are still instrumental to making that profit. And so I think that that is one thing I would kind of highlight. The other thing I would say is Alex Edmonds, who's LBS uh, professor of finance, has this book and this kind of theory around growing the pie. And I really like how he's tried, you know, how he's articulated this. I think when people start to move into this space, they see the pie, so the value of an organization as being fixed. And so what you're trying to do is in becoming more responsible or a stakeholder led organization is to split the pie more evenly. And it's not to say that fairness and, and being um, better at splitting value more equally isn't important, but it can get you stuck in this fixed mindset. His view is that a purpose that organization grows the pie. So you're actually growing the pie and then you're growing the share for everyone. But most importantly, in that growing the pie, what you're talking about here is value in its broadest context, not financial value. I think we oftentimes get those things confused. And this is where I guess thinking more broadly about how we're measuring our success, how we're thinking about success, how we're thinking about value. You know, for example, we often talk about or we often hear the business case for purpose. Now, what people equate that to is the financial case. A business case can talk about value more broadly, of which one thing is the financial case, but it's not everything. Yeah. And the Sainsbury's case is interesting because obviously it's a call for investors to take a stand at the AGM and back the share actions living wage proposal. And, and there's a lot of debate about the fiduciary duty of investors and whether they have a mandate from their uh, clients to actually to take a stand, take a what would be perceived a moral stand as opposed to a financial stand. So I really like the way you're couching this as or as a question of do we need to shift the paradigm to be beyond one of a money-based story, which is something that's in service of something beyond money. It's not to say that money is an importance, absolutely critical, absolutely. but there's, there's a means and ends point here. So yes. in our view, the role of business is to serve society, which profit is important. Outcome of doing that well but it's not the reason that you're doing it. Yeah, totally. I think that's great. And, and thanks actually for calling out one of my favourite books. So for those who haven't read it, Grow the Pie, How Great Companies Deliver Purpose of Profit by Alex Edmund. Um, is, is a really great uh, book for people who kind of want to educate themselves more on this topic. So for those who haven't read it, um, Dee's clearly a fan. <laughs> I often recommend it. I mean, Alex was involved at the start of Blueprint as well. And I think... Um, as Alex himself and as our organization, I think we've evolved our thinking from a similar place and use maybe slightly different language, but certainly there's a connection. But yeah, I often recommend that book for people working in organizations who are trying to engage with finance departments because he's a professor of finance, I think. Yeah, so it's, it's, an, it's an excellent book. Thanks for listening to part one. 
With so much to discuss on this topic, we'll pick up the conversation in part two. So please join us to learn about the importance of purpose and how you can grow the path.